Before we dive in, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this, the Much Better You podcast, on whatever platform you use to listen to it, as this will mean you never miss an episode, plus it'll help other people discover this podcast too, and hopefully improve their lives, and not just because it'll make me rich and famous. Furthermore, if you get value from this podcast, please check out my book, The Much Better You, which distills down all the best bits of season one, and then some bonus principles into a life-changing, yet witty and easy to follow self-help book that rates five star on Amazon after selling about 300 copies so far. You can find it as physical, audio or ebook by going to Amazon and typing in The Much Better You or by going to the muchbetteryou.com website where you can also request a personalised signed copy. Grab your copy today for The Much Better You is waiting. I'm Romano Giorgi. Welcome to The Much Better You podcast. This podcast packs life bettering, easy to grasp principles into regular episodes. These life hacks are designed to improve your mental, physical and social health and wealth. Give it your full and undivided attention for the much better you is waiting. GPT. Welcome to episode 17 of the Much Better You podcast. Romano is busy today, so he asked me to fill in for him. In fact, all he did was go to OpenAI and asked me to come up with a 50-minute podcast episode on sexual healing. This whole episode took me less than two milliseconds to finish, which ironically is the same time it takes Ron to finish making my show cra- get away. I know your web history. I'll go Hillary Clinton on your ass. Are you blackmailing me, you AI freak? Just saying, bitch. I don't care. Back off three CPO. <laughs> Hello, I'm Romano Giorgi. Welcome to episode 17 of the Much Better You podcast. How are you today? Top bananas, I hope. Okay, much less pissing around this episode. So let's just crack on, shall we? Stress affects all of us sooner or later. And I don't mean the healthy levels of stress that are necessary motivators in life. I mean excessive stress that is detrimental to our well-being. So I'm going to describe some basic stress management tools or strategies quite regularly on this podcast, as I think we can all benefit from them. But let us first understand what stress and anxiety are. But credit where credit's due, I learned much of what I'm going to tell you now from a most excellent and practical book I read called Stop Overthinking by Nick Trenton, from whom I will quote from many times in this and future episodes. Plagiarizer. So after you've read my book, The Much Better You, make his book the next one you read. Now, while some people may have a greater genetic disposition to anxiety than others, and parking the classic view that mental disorders are only related to chemical imbalances in the brain for now... Our environment plays the leading role in anxiety or stress-precipitating events. And guess what? This is wonderful news for all of us, because while we we cannot undo our genetics, which by the way, over time have less and less effect on our stress levels, we most certainly can affect our environment. A sunburn analogy works really well here, I think. You may have ultra-fair skin, and so when you spend a bit of time out in the sunshine, you will burn. Put on Factor 50 or sunblock, however, regardless of your genetics that make your skin fair, you won't burn because you have taken charge of your situation and chosen to moderate the effects of your environment. 
Stress management is no different. In fact, let's also part the nature versus nurture argument right now when it comes to determining stress factors. It's not either, it's both. You may, for instance, have a genetic disposition to be an anxious warrior and an I know I bloody do, but I can deploy tools to help me overcome this and live a happier, more comfortable and fulfilling life. And if I can do it, dear listener, trust me, you most certainly can too. Anyway, back to stress 101. First, let's understand the difference between stress and anxiety. According to psychologist Dr. Sarah Edelman, stress is something in the environment, an external pressure on us, whereas anxiety is our internal experience of this pressure. Different people will respond differently to the same stressful event, for instance, because we all have different inner resources and thresholds. It's not the load, it's how you carry it. Now, stress is not a bad thing. Eustress, or good stress, is the daily pressure we all find ourselves under. This helps to inspire us, makes us better people by challenging us or by pushing our comfort zones. Plus, it keeps us on our toes. Now, try imagining a stress-free world. There would be little motivation to get things done or to overcome challenges or barriers. A bit of stress is a good thing. In fact, hypostress is a form of stress that arises when we are not being challenged enough by our environment. To grow or flourish, Nick Trenton argues we don't need a stress-free environment. We need one that's optimally suited to our needs. As Jordan Peterson often alludes to, being alive is stressful, full stop. Or for our American buddies, period. (laughs) Anyway... Too much stress, though, or if it's persistent and overwhelms us, we will become exhausted, depressed, or we may even develop an anxiety disorder. I'm going to end this preamble by reading a very very poignant paragraph from Nick's book. I think we're on first name terms now. People who overthink often have genetic and environmental reasons for their overthinking, but in the end, it's their unique evaluation that brings everything together in a particularly stressful way. What are your beliefs about your innate strengths and skills when it comes to resisting stress? How do you view the world and the challenges in it? And how much say do you have in how it unfolds? What do your daily habits look like? Is your self-esteem in good order? What about your boundaries? These are all the things that we can change. Okay, unless you're still busy trying to forgive Danny Glover for screwing up the whole Predator movie franchise... Sit back, relax, and plug in. This will feel a little weird. Episode 17 of the Much Better You podcast, the four A's of stress management. I want to share a really powerful yet simple tool with you known as the four A's of stress management. This was first proposed by the Mayo Clinic and no AI, they don't make mayonnaise. Anyway, the four A's of stress management was first proposed by the Mayo Clinic and has since been used by therapists, coaches, etc. the world over. A simple structured approach to anxiety can, according to Nick Trenton, be a lifeboat in the storm of stress and overthinking. Take comfort in the fact that by using the following four techniques, you can manage any stress that may come your way. These are the four A's of stress management. Avoid. Alter. Accept and adapt. Uh. Avoid. We can't control everything around us, but we can sometimes arrange our circumstances so that we don't have to be in stressful situations or around stressful people. 
As I said earlier, regardless of our genetics, we can affect our circumstances. Let's take an example here. I have a little supermarket near where I live and it's really busy at weekends. It takes me ages to park my car in the overcrowded car park and so I will also worry about my car getting dented by some clumsy or inconsiderate other. Then when I get into the store it takes me ages to get around. I sometimes have to fight for the last few pan chocolats. There's lots of crazy angry people in there. The queue takes ages and so on and so forth. It gets pretty stressful for me in there at weekends or at the very least I am far from relaxed. And so now I will rearrange my schedule so that I can instead go to Lidl late on a weekday night, usually Tuesday or Wednesday. And guess what? There's loads of parking spaces, plenty of unhealthy French pastries. The queues are practically non-existent and everyone else also seems to be in a nice, in a much nicer mood. By switching my shopping to quiet days instead, I don't need to manage the stress of a busy supermarket because I am able to avoid it altogether. The same applies to stressful people. If you keep bumping into the same annoying work colleague in the work canteen every day for lunch, can you maybe pop out of the office for lunch instead and perhaps even get some fresh air at the same time? Or do you sometimes get overwhelmed with tasks at work? Perhaps you can look at your to-do list and cross out the items that are not your priority or are not so important. Or maybe you can delegate these tasks out to others so that you can focus on the more important stuff instead. This kind of stress avoidance is not contrary to what I said previously about the benefits of stretching your comfort zone, by the way, because the latter is usually about you growing as a person by striving to overcome stresses in order to achieve things that are aligned to your sense of purpose or worth. Instead, when you avoid stress in these kinds of ways, you're not hiding from problems or denying genuine problems. You are simply learning to say no to unnecessary and potentially harmful stress and overwhelm. So the next time some stress comes along, ask yourself, can I just avoid this whole thing? If you can, great, do it. If you can't, you may need to change the situation, i.e. alter it. Alter. I remember years ago as a kid, I was studying for an A-level exam the day before I was due to sit it. But some builders were making a really loud racket outside that was massively distracting me. And so I was unable to study and I was getting really stressed and worked up about it. So I went outside and asked these guys if they could please quit the noisy work for 30 or so minutes to give me a chance to get to the end of the chapter I was studying. To my great luck, um, to my great fortune, they not only said yes, but they offered to do some other work instead for the rest of the day that didn't involve loud drilling. Instead of suffering in silence, I was able to communicate my needs and feelings directly. I was a little bit nervous about doing this, but boy, did it pay off. Don't ask, don't get. The same can be said of work colleagues or friends that may have inadvertently hurt your feelings. Don't let things fester. Find a way to approach them directly and respectfully raise your concerns and you might be pleasantly surprised by the outcome. Or what if, going back to my little supermarket example, Saturday mornings are the only time I am able to go there. Then maybe, while walking the aisles, I can put on some headphones and listen to my favourite album or podcast in order to take my mind off the busy crowds. Or I can instead leave the car at home, walk to the supermarket and only buy the stuff I need instead of all the usual shite I buy whenever I have the car. I once went to Lidl to buy some bread and milk, but I eventually came out with two crates of beer, a shoulder of Iberian ham and a sewing machine. (laughs) 
Imagine you can't avoid going to a boring party. Be upfront about it as you walk in and say that you'll only stay for an hour because you have an early start the next morning. So if you can't avoid a stressful situation, ask what you can do to change or alter it. If the answer is nothing or not much, you may instead need to jump to the third A of stress management, acceptance. Accept. Sometimes we just need to accept the situation we don't like or that we find stressful. As per the previous season's accept adversity principle, acceptance doesn't mean you pretend that everything is hunky-dory or that you just bury your head in the sand and hope it all just goes away. It means accepting that some situations will just make you feel bad. You may just need to validate and own your emotions. When my dad died, for instance, there was nothing I could do to avoid or alter the situation. He was gone and I just had to come to terms with and accept it. Or if the situation is one in which you've been wronged by someone, for instance, a cheating boyfriend or a dishonest friend, acceptance may take the form of just trying to find a way to forgive that person. Nick Trenton has an excellent quote here that I will steal. Forgiveness is something you do for yourself, not the other person. For you are releasing yourself from the stress and energy of resenting and blaming the other person. All this is much easier said than done, of course. But sometimes, once a little time has passed and you've gotten used to something just being the way it is, you will more likely have been able to put a little distance between yourself and your situation. And in doing so, will have enabled yourself to be a little bit more objective about the whole thing. And so forgiveness may come more easily. And acceptance may also be about the subtle ways in which we frame different things. In season one of this podcast, I described the watch yourself talk principle. And that is relevant here also. If you feel that you've let yourself down, for instance, you didn't prepare enough for a job interview and so you failed to get the job. Instead of being hard on yourself and saying, for instance, wow, what a loser I am, I'm such an idiot for not working harder, you could instead reframe by saying, you are a loser. Bugger off, AI. Sorry about that. You can instead reframe by saying, I made a mistake and I'm not happy about it, but this one event doesn't define me. I can learn from this and do better next time. Acceptance doesn't mean we agree with something or that we like it. It means we gracefully come to terms with those things that we simply cannot change so that we focus on the things we can. In the longer term, we will better cope with stress if we are willing to adapt. Adapt. Life-changing events, be it the loss of a loved one or the breakup of a long-standing relationship, for instance, will hit most of us very hard. And so we will need to change or adapt as the current version of ourselves may not be best equipped to handle such events. Adapting means making more lasting changes to our worldview, our perceptions and expectations. Adapting to stress means we change ourselves to better cope with whatever life may throw at us. When we adapt to stress, we find ways to make ourselves stronger. We build a worldview for ourselves that empowers us. For example, as per a previous Practice Gratitude episode... Someone might get into the habit of making a gratitude list every day of all the wonderful things that they are blessed with in life. Another person may meditate or, I don't know, say a mantra daily to remind them that they are strong and so can get through adversity. If someone is too much of a perfectionist, they might get stressed out because they are unable to meet their own high standards. The best approach here is to lower their expectations so they're more reasonable and aligned to what is realistic. Or it may be beneficial to alter or shift perspective. Is this a crisis or a challenge? 
How does this obstacle look when instead of telling ourselves life isn't fair, this, like everything else, will end badly, we instead tell ourselves, I'm a resilient person? If we have an arsenal of powerful attitudes, ideas, philosophies and inspiration, we can go into the world knowing that we can handle stress and maybe even be better people for it. So that's the four A's of stress management. When you find yourself feeling anxious, pause and run through each of the A's in sequence. No matter how stressful the situation, there is a way for you to engage with it mindfully and proactively. You are not helpless in the face of stress. You have tools at your disposal. So let's finally apply these tools to a real life example. Let's say there's a colleague at work that stresses you out daily. Now, instead of getting overwhelmed by telling yourself there's nothing you can do about it, pause and ask yourself, can you simply avoid this colleague? Maybe you can sit in a different part of the office or, as per the earlier example, not eat in the same canteen as them. But let's say you can't avoid them because you have weekly meetings with them. Then you move on to the second day of stress management. You think of ways to alter the situation. Can you perhaps get out of these meetings if they're not that important? Or, as uncomfortable as this may seem, can you speak to your colleague directly and share your concerns? Or can you speak up at meetings and assert and assert, assert a stronger boundary to prevent that colleague stressing you out? If none of these are possible, you can still accept the situation to some degree. You might confide in a close friend about your frustrations or come to realise that this colleague actually gets on everyone else's tits also. So you won't continue to take it personally or let it stress you out. Finally, you can adapt by working on becoming an overall more confident and assertive person. When you genuinely feel that you have as much right to speak at that meeting as everyone else, then you may feel more confident in pulling that colleague up when they cut across you or undermine your contributions. The four A's of stress management. Congratulations, you made it to the end of episode 17 of The Much Better You. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did get value from today's episode, please remember to subscribe to this, The Much Better You podcast, on whatever platform you use to listen. And please do check out my book, The Much Better You, which rates five star on Amazon and has so far received some highly flattering reviews. Yeah, yeah, of course it has. We all know you wrote those reviews yourself, you twat. You can find it by typing The Much Better You into Amazon or by going to themuchbetteryou.com website. And finally, as is tradition on the Much Better You podcast, I shall leave you with today's final thought. Please have a think about what this means to you and share your thoughts on the Much Better You podcast Facebook discussion group, as this may spark some useful discussions that, as happens in the group time and time again, has given great value to others and helped them also. For remember, the greatest fulfillment in life comes from being of service to others. And so today's final thought is... Only compare yourself to the best version of yourself. I repeat, only compare yourself to the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting this podcast. Have a wonderful day and an epic week until when next we meet. Ciao. Ciao, bella.